Kim K catches heat over nude selfie. A seventh grader in Virginia is asked to cut his dreadlocks. And Ebony Magazine celebrates, celebrates thick women. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're watching Black Hollywood Live this week. I am your host, Dario Christian, and here joining me today is my panel of Beyonce backup dancers, aka known as Tiana. Tiance. They call me Tiance. Flipping that new hair she got. Woo! Even though she came good. with the formation braids. She I came know, with the formation right? braids. I came ready. I stay ready. But it works. I slay all day. Hey, got a sauce <laughs> in your bag. She's here joining us instead of Courtney Stewart, who unfortunately can't join us today, but I'm sure that Tiance will be in full effect and represent for the show. I'm here for the people. That's right, you're here for the people. Also joining us is DJ Jesse J. What's up? Also here for the people. Also here for the people, and another one of our special guests today, entertainment correspondent Josh McBride is joining us today. Can we say Josh Anse, or is that that's a lot? You know what? You Every, can be everyone can be like at, at BHL. You can be who you want to be. Be who you are. At BHL, you can be who you want to be. Mm, this is both of you guys. You can be Jihana. It was a little Jihana bit. Jihana and yeah. They didn't know how to react. Yeah, at first. I was just trying right. to hear it. Good you know? start. Great start. <laughs> Good to be back. Good to be back. You are joining us again. We're happy to have you. And we got a great show today. I included some of the topics a little bit earlier. Um, but we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. But we're going to start off with the buzzer meter question for last week, which was, who would you think would win a comedy match between Kevin Hart and Cat Williams? You guys voted. 31% of you said Kevin Hart. And Cat Williams is at 69%. So Cat Williams won. Hmm? I'm going to go with that's true. If it came down to a one-on-one -on -one battle, let's just take it to the comedy store. Look, I've been saying Cat Williams, but I actually ended up voting for Kevin Hart because as I started really thinking about it, it just became more and more sadder for me that Cat Williams was doing this and why he's doing it. And I, don't, and I still can't figure yeah, it out. Yeah, for me, I was just like, I don't know if Cat Williams is still at the top of his game. If we're, we're talking early 2000s, hands down. If we take that Cat Williams with today's Kevin Hart, hands down, Cat's got it. But I, I haven't seen any of his stuff lately, so I don't know if he's really funny, if it's more like a sad funny because he's going through so many things, yeah, or just like, mad and angry and bitter. But all those videos kind of came out of nowhere, right? So yeah. the, all those videos kind of sprung up, and then he was relevant again for about three and a half minutes, right. and people are still talking about it, obviously, because it's something to talk about. Kevin Hart has built sort of this empire that comedians now uh, not, are not expected to do, but between movies and promotions, and now he teams up with brands, Cat Williams never did all that. So he lost uh, a little bit of street cred uh, because he, he, he wasn't kind of tapping in to the other opportunities that could have been available for him, I think. I just think they're uh, two totally different demographics. Cat Williams is a known pimp. <laughs> Where like Kevin Hart fair. is like, That's a hey, fair I'm, here, I'm here for the kids, and like, so right, it's, yeah. it's he like can us. be a blockbuster. We're no here pimp. for the kids, right? Yeah. Well, which one? Wait, I was like, who's a pimp? Yeah, which one's the pimp? I pointed you with that one, but. <laughs> oh. I, know. I mean, I just personally there. feel that Cat is just so raw. I mean, Kevin's raw in a different way, but I feel now that he has gotten the success that he has, they say that a lot of times, like they said with Eddie Murphy, that your comedy style changes. And I feel like Cat is still so raw, and as we say, angry or whatever. I mean, he just got in trouble again for hitting a, a bodyguard or something yeah. this week. So he's continuing to stay in, in the news for the wrong reasons, but I feel like if they went on like a one-on-one battle between the two, I feel like Cat would hit such below the belt <laughs> I mean, that 
it might sideswipe Kevin. Kevin will be able to hang. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like as far as just the rawness of the joke, I feel Cat might deliver it a like, little bit. I feel like Kevin Hart's only joke is really going to be that Cat Williams is a crackhead. And I feel like Cat Williams knows that that's kind of the angle he's going to go from, and I feel like he would just rip him to shreds. But... I just think Kevin Hart has way too much going for him. This isn't even going to happen because Kevin Hart has yeah. way too much you going for him. Yeah. to that level, though. It wouldn't yeah. even be smart for his career yeah. to do it, honestly. There's one person in there that's way more contemporary than the other, and we all know that, that, that that's Kevin, right? And, and it would, it, that's, you're stooping to somebody else's level. Yeah. You right. know, No shade, but Cat Williams reminds me of the Amber Rose part of this conversation. <laughs> wow. Just saying. Yes. That might be a lot. But. All right, I'm going to give you that. Nope. All right. All right, well, the buzzer meter question for today is, will you check out the Nina Simone movie that's coming out with Zoe Saldana? There's a lot of controversy over that as well, which we'll get into a little bit later. But first up, we're going to talk about a little bit of a masculinity issue in Hollywood with Jesse J. Masculinity is so fragile. So we've heard this hashtag come around before. Well, it resurfaced when (sighs) Michael Bay (laughs) Jordan... And director Ryan Coogler released this picture. It was for Vanity Fair um, magazine, and it was... If we just look at this beautiful black and white picture of these two masculine men embracing each other, Twitter wanted to take it and turn it into this whole... It was a gay man, I'm sure, that started this, because, or just an angry woman. <laughs> because here are some of the, co- uh, the comments that came from this picture. I was going to read some names, but I won't do that to you. <laughs> I'm slapping any man that tries to rub my head. Any woman other than my wife, slapped. This pic makes me sick. Why would he let him hold his head like that? Of hundreds of photos taken, they choose this effeminate one to display to the world? No self-respecting hetero would pose like that. Another attempt to emasculate the black man. Oh my gosh. No. Sorry, I, I saw this picture when it first went up because I love Michael B. Jordan. And when I saw it, all I can think of, it looks so like they're friends. And it looks like a father and a son in a, in a very beautiful moment. And it's just, it shows their friendship and why they collaborate all the time and why it works every single time. And I don't see any of that BS that these people are spitting I out. can see it. I totally could. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, when I saw him with the hand on the head, I was like, whoop. But clearly, I know I mean, that but that's, yeah. people can make anything no, out of that's any a, photo. That's, a, right, you're, that's your perception you're taking away from it, I think. You know, this, and, and like you were saying, I kind of, there's relationships. I have friendships where I, can, I look up to uh, a straight or a gay man that I'm like, it's kind of like a father-son type yeah. of thing because they're inspiring or, or they're my mentor or something like that. This could be a similar situation. To me, this is nothing but brotherly love. It's like Absolutely. something you would do with your boy. It's like, this is my homie. You know, they're celebrating a moment. To me, that captured that moment. There was nothing else that I thought about when I saw this. So the people who are saying this, I think, first of all, you can reach and look at any picture and say something about a picture and change it to another format. To me, this is nothing but brothers saying, what's up? I mean, it's like a brother hitting, a, hitting his boy on his back or whatever it may be. You know, yeah. it, it's... It's not I that mean, serious. I have two brothers, and my older brother will do that to my younger brother all the time. My younger brother is, like, six inches taller than my older one now, but so it's a little strange with the height difference. But they still do that kind of stuff, and that could have been a picture taken in the moment, mm-hmm. not even posed. You know, it's just it was something, one of the... Yeah, yeah it it's just, like, one of those moments where you 
capture this, so I wouldn't read anything into that. But anymore. this could also be like, if, if I didn't know any context about this photo prior to it, this could be a Prada ad, right? This could be a, a ad in Bloomingdale's that I would see for a cologne that just came out. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think twice about the non-masculinity part about it, because it's just a genuinely good-looking photo. Like, yeah. between being black and white and, and, the, and the styling, it's a good-looking photo. It's yeah. a great photo. I mean, my thing is they also came out to say, I mean, here it is, the white man trying to emasculate the black man again. And to me, actually, I want to come out and say, I don't think it's that. I would actually question if black people have an issue with homosexuality because... Oh, well. If you see a lot of white male celebrities pose like the Will Ferrell, uh, what was the music video that they did where they're make, oh, they're doing the Seth, Kanye yeah. and Kim right, thing? Right. Nobody was like, oh, they're gay, a bunch of homos just riding on a bike. Right. But when two black men do it, it becomes, oh, are they DL? Are they this? And so where does that come from? Does that come from within the community from the women? Or does it come from DL men who hate on gay black gay men and be like, oh, yo, that I would never do that. That's gay. That shit's gay right there, even though it's not gay. I mean, here, once again, everything is not so serious. I mean, there, the, the things we need to be concentrating on is not this. Exactly. So Correct. Let's, let's, let's fix the water problem in Detroit <laughs> before we worry about this image. You know what I mean? Let's just celebrate the fact that Vanity Fair put the image in the magazine. In fact, their quote was, if you're not talking about Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler, you will be. Okay. So like, We're the, mad Vanity but Fair knew, white but, people. But you see that they knew that this was going to cause something, which is why they did that, yeah. right? I look at this photo, and I don't see anything wrong with it. I'm sure there's a lot of Americans that are looking at this photo and say, okay, and, I, like, it's a great photo, but... Wouldn't even think twice about it. Right, and then there's a lot of others that want to delve, uh, dive and delve more into it of, well, what does this really mean? You know, is there something going on between them? <laughs> I'm so sure Vanity Fair magazine would be the place that they want to right. <laughs> right. to come right. out in. Well, exactly. Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, big difference that's a different between subject. Caitlyn right. Jenner and Big Richard. <laughs> I don't think twice about that photo of uh, a similarity between Caitlyn Jenner and, and these two. Well, I thought twice about this next photo. Oh. Kim Kardashian, y'all done broke the internet with not this picture up right now, but another one which was posted a year ago. Uh, her blonde short bob hair, butt naked in her bathroom. Um, um, it was a picture of her a year ago, 25 pounds thinner. She posted it because that's her where she wants to get back to going, being again. Um, and, of course, everyone has to comment. So Piers Morgan came out and offered to buy her clothes in case she didn't have any. Uh, Bette Midler joked that, wow, she took another naked selfie. If she wanted to show us a part of her we haven't seen, she should swallow the camera. And uh, wow. Chloe Mor Moretz, yeah. uh, she came out to say that she commented she hopes that Kim is, you know, understands the importance of being a role model. Well, Kim Kardashian took about 12, 13, 14 hours to respond, <laughs> or as her fans are claiming, they think Kanye grabbed a hold of her phone um, because Miss Kris Jenner would never want Kim to do this. Um, that's what fans are saying, but apparently Kim saying she did the clapback. She came out to say, shame on Pierre uh, for, peers for offering a married woman clothes. Um, joked, said that uh, Bet tried to be a fake friend by sending a gift to her, and then said that nobody knows Chloe. Wow. Which I was like, mm, uh, 2.2 million followers, <laughs> she's on legit movies, and you were in a porn. She um, <laughs> so Kim, then her biggest, to me the only clapback Kim really had was that she boasted about her $80 million de dollar deposit from her app. 
that she created the Kardashian app um, that she deposited fifty three point uh, million dollars in their joint bank account. Oh, so he has money. I was gonna say well, maybe well, she should give that to her man. Like, it's their joint it's account. Joint it's their Kim's joint. money that she put in but there. Joint to me is. Uh, that's yeah. our, yeah. our yeah. That's a partnership hour, right so there. That is a partnership. That's our account. That'll get yeah. him that fifty million mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Right. So Kim felt, you know what? No, I need to stand for the people. So she posted this picture with the hashtag liberated. And I wanted to say, no, girl, that's just naked. <laughs> because she posted this thing about this blog and being a woman, yada yada, and Pink, the singer, came out to also comment about how girl, well, she didn't even really touch on Kim. She just came out to say that thank you to the women who use their brains, to the women who don't have to utilize just their body to get someplace in life. Um, Amber Rose didn't like that, so Amber Rose decided to jump in on the conversation and say, girl, bye, because what, you hang naked, swirling from a rope because you can sing, that makes it classy? And Pink responded with, stay off Twitter with the purple unicorn. <laughs> wow. Y'all, like, everyone had their ammo this week. This week on Twitter. <laughs> this is, a, is it a full moon this week or something going <laughs> on? But, the, but, but the, the big sort of uh, shot at the end of this is this all happened on International, International Women's Day. Day. Exactly. Let's appreciate each other yes. by bickering with each yes. other. And Bette Midler, I, I love this. I, I just have to comment on this. Amazing. She's Twitter. family. This is another Jewish. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a Jew. <laughs> this is family. Um, I, I just love that she, that, that this was even taken into consideration that she was that she was uh, valued and appreciated I guarantee you, seventy-five percent of the following that Kim Kardashian has has zero idea who Bette. Miller I was gonna is. say, yeah. I was, is this Bette Miller's first twi- Twitter? No, twi- no. she's not. had a big her month. Her Twitter, she's popping. She's oh, okay. had a very big month. She's has. This isn't the first time she's made the news recently for clapping back at some people for some ignorant shit. Ignorant shit. Because she did the Leo thing. At yeah, the she Oscars. did the Leo thing at the Oscars. You know, oh, you're like right. she you know, presidential debates. Like she be. She's she's <laughs> well, on it. Let me ask you guys a question then. Do you think that Kim does empower women, or do you okay. think that? It's just so much hate towards her. You, you know what? Demi Lovato posted a picture, and it was kind of right in the middle of all this happening. And it, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was something about like what's motiv- what's empowering to me is different to you. Right. And I think that Kim empowers people in different ways. And for me, I'm not empowered by her personally, but I can respect that there are some girls out there who see her doing these things and are like, wow, like that's, you know, what I strive to be and I want to be a good person because everything looks great from the outside. So I just think that there's a perspective of things that can be floated with different people. But do you think that young girls look at her and they appreciate the fact of her making so much money and being a businesswoman that she is, or Chris Chris Jenner being a businesswoman that she is, but also Kim is able to obviously make millions of dollars and and kind of pokes fun at herself a lot of times or do you think that they just take her so serious with all the new pics and that that she's just exploiting herself no i i think that young girls who are looking up to her don't even have recollection of the sex tape from years ago well, they don't know who she yeah, is yeah they don't know why she's famous she's just famous in their she's world hot, they think, they think hot, she's yeah. off of being, being yeah. on the Kardashians from the Kardashians show. they watch yeah. her TV show they see her with their family and they're like oh wow this family looks fun and crazy and they're all you know serious but not serious and Kim funny Kim is the epitome of love and hip hop like we are in a love and hip hop culture we are in a culture where you find your man who's gonna you know make your money and you find you get your body the way you wanna get your body and you use your whatever it is that you your spunk your spice you use it to get whatever it is but I mean as far as her followers like what are they gonna you know it's she came out to say you know hey 
I want to show my body because I want to show my flaws. Well, then talk about your work that you've had done. Talk about why you felt like, you know what? I didn't like the cellulite on my body, so I went in and I got chopped up. Talk about right. that. But you don't want to talk about that. You want to give this flawless appearance. But so to that's me, point. that's where the that's empowerment loses it for myself because you see these kids or you hear someone like a Sarah Michelle Gellar. 19 years since Buffy's been released. But one thing I really appreciated about her, sorry to just go there, but she has like a crooked nose and she always said, I will never change my nose because at the end of the day, it got me all the gigs that I have. And for me to change that would be saying that I don't really care for myself. Now I'm not saying if you get something changed, you don't care for yourself. But I just, I can appreciate that. And if you do get something changed, be open and honest about like a K. Michelle. She says, I got this fat ass because I took it out my stomach. And so I can appreciate that because you're open, you're honest about it. Little kids aren't looking at you like you're this goddess that just came out right. looking like this. And understand like, okay, you don't make money because of your body. You got money, you, you invested it in yourself to be the best version of yourself, Kim K. That's just where I look at. So empowerment is a very strong word to use when it comes to Kim Kardashian. I think me. just to piggyback, and I, I love what you said about empowering, this would be a totally different woman and, and you would get a totally different reaction if she was the type of woman that was going to elementary and middle and high schools talking about bullying, talking okay, about, sure. um, you know, what, what it is like to be a leader, right? To, to talk about that, yeah, I'm going to, you know, Michelle Obama said it the best. She was like, I was pretty, you know, she had that whole little speech. I was pretty since then, but boys weren't my thing. I was all about education. This would be a perfect time. Now, I guess, is better than any time in the future. I mean, I I would have liked this a lot earlier. But I would love to see Kim and and the family, honestly, do something where it was like giving back. Like not giving back to put their name and face on something, but something that goes all year long, right? So maybe there's a tour that goes around the country, right? And and it sponsors uh, at-risk youth or something like that. Like, use it in a positive way, right? Accept your flaws. Maybe she talks about, you know, yeah, I have had plastic surgery done, but I accept my body. Um, You know, and, and the thing is, if I was a parent, and I'm not, but if I was a parent, I don't know if I would want my little girls looking up to this woman as a mentor, as somebody that they want to be, right? Mom, I, mom and dad, I want to get surgery too. No, accept you for who you are. If you want to get surgery later on in life, by all means, that's what you want to do. But I would love for her to be uh, an empowering woman, you know, something that there's a rewarding factor at the end of the day that says, you're talking about your money. You're, it's a class. You're so classless talking about how much money you're depositing to your yeah. account. Piers Morgan shouldn't bother you. Let him do him. You do you. Uh, and really just kind of be an uplifting woman. Not talking about your money. Not right. clapping back at Bette Midler. You know. Sometimes <laughs> silence is the best weapon, though. You know. And right. I, I don't think that. The, I don't know if that family knows. I don't that know if they know all. that. But on the flip side, you know, I, we are not in their shoes at this point, where people are always criticizing you. And I can imagine that when you but always are getting. But right. when you're always getting things said about you that maybe aren't true you you go it doesn't matter who you are you're probably going to defense mode you know what I mean so but I just feel like if you did a little more uh, giving back maybe people wouldn't be so quick to you know yeah maybe and I think that I mean back to the fact of who wrote these tweets in response I don't think that Kanye necessarily typed them out for her but I think that he was sitting there they had a lot of time to talk to each other and she was telling him and he was like well I mean say something along these lines like Kim has never responded to people like this before, yeah, right. so it's a little out of her shell. You're also that. a parent. Like, she's a parent of two. You don't... 
never. Come on. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, and that's what Pierce Morgan was actually saying. That was his criticism towards her because he's like, you are a mother of two children and why are you posting these new pictures? But, you know, who's Pierce Morgan to judge someone either on the flip side? So I mean, she told him, she called out his wife for being on Ashley Madison. So, right, right. You know? Mm, well. well. I don't know what else you guys are doing, but check out our sisters at AfterBuzzTV.com. Whatever your favorite TV show is, as soon as it's over, head over to AfterBuzzTV.com and we'll be there talking about it. All right. Well, thank you, DJ Jesse J. Our next topic actually includes something sort of that Tiana has on her head today. I know, locks right? We're going to talk about some locks. locks. Um, so a seventh grader in Virginia, Isaiah Freeman, was forced to leave his private school because he refused to cut his dreadlocks and they have a rule at the school for boys that the hair cannot go down past like the middle of the neck and they said that he's had this hairstyle since the third grade but in the be- from the beginning of the school year to now his hair has grown and they asked him to cut it and he refused so then he was kindly asked to just depot the school um and this isn't the first time this happened because there was another story on facebook today about a seven-year-old boy mm-hmm who um, was at school and suspended because his part was too long. His like he, His part. Like, you know how black guys, yeah, they yeah. get the little... And sometimes it's a design, but his was like a looped part that went maybe to almost the back of his head, but not right. all the way down. They said it was too long and considered a designer. So a lot of people are saying there's this whole war on embarrassing black kids for their hair. Yeah, I... This is a tough one because here's the thing. When I look at was that up the, a private school? The second one? The second one was not a private school. Well, but the, he was an honor student. The tough thing with this is that I looked up the school policy for Isaiah in particular, and it said that for the boys, that the haircut, like you were kind of mentioning, Tiana, um, the haircut can't be um, parted through the middle. Uh, it has to. It can't go past the neck. It has to be halfway below ears and not below the the eyebrow. So, if these are the school rules. You know, black, white, Asian, whatever you may be, you got to abide by the school rules. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I know that his father was very upset by this, and his father was really the reason that he is had to exit the school because apparently the superintendents and the principal were trying to work something out with his mother. I'm not sure if the parents are still together, but the uh, article mentions that they were trying to negotiate something with the mother to see if there was some way that this all could work out, maybe him pulling his hair back. I know the father yeah, said they, he tried to put it, in, put a it bun, in a bun. But that didn't really work out. But that didn't work out. So the father just basically said, you know, like kind of what you were saying, that this was all about race and that it's trying to embarrass black men and that basically that people are scared of black men with, with dreadlocks. And yes, that is true as well. But if this is the school rules and this kid has been going to this school since first grade, second grade, yeah. or whatever. The father says that the, the son's hair hasn't grown since then. I don't know if I believe that. Third to seventh that. grade, yeah. dreadlocks. Yeah, and there were other this, cases you know. that the superintendent said that, you know, they've asked other boys to cut their hair and because they did, it got too which much. Which is and they why they, had, they couldn't make an exception for him because he is a, they did speak that he's a great student. We loved him, but we have had kids in the past have to cut their hair, so how can we not ask him? I think there's, you made a good point um, in that this is the school rules. Black, white, yellow, you know, pink. This is what the school says. You go to a private school. Yeah. There are things that you have to follow. I, I went to all public schools my whole life, and we had rules to follow, you know? And, and it wasn't a race thing, and we it was very diverse in the, in the schools I went to. But 
it w- this was the rules of the school. And if you let this go, I think they're trying to make a point here, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe if you come in with a Confederate flag t-shirt and that's in the school rules, sure, that's freedom of speech and you can do what you want, right? But that's not in the school here. rules that you, you cannot do that. It has nothing to do with your, your beliefs, your opinions. Hey, do you. But... Let's make a point here in that if you want to be part of the school, you will follow and abide by these rules. So I got to take the schools. Uh, 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 I got to take the schools uh, ruling on this in in that I, I don't think this was a color issue. I, I really don't. Um, and maybe you yeah, want to disagree, no, but, I mean, but I don't think it is. I went to a private school. Um, my family was one of maybe like five black families in the whole school, kindergarten through eighth grade. So I mean, and we had strict rules we had to follow as well. And my mom just always made sure she was like, look can't do this because it's against the school's rules, but when you're back home, feel free to do it. I mean, it was nothing with my hair, luckily, so it was easier to deal with, but I'm with you. It's the school's rule, and it doesn't seem like the rules were put there to be a race thing. It's just what the rules are. Are rules meant to be changed? Yes, but that's some, That's a whole different debate right, if right. you want to update the school's rules because I don't know how old this rule is. Um, it's a private school, so it could have Christian values or it could not. And it's very if American it's Christian, crime. Like, yeah. Yeah, have you watched Christian. American Crime this season? No, 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 no. This is very kind of what's going on. It's different. It's a gay situation, but seeing how the school kind of handles their students, it's a very. This is an interesting. Well, here's my thing too. If if they had said you can't have dreadlocks, that's yes. a different subject. They're not saying that he can't right. have dreadlocks. They're just saying they don't want them past a certain point. So if you know, this is the the rules for the boys. It is, you know, I, I just it's hard for me to kind of side with the parent on this one as much because of that. But it's also something where it's like you're pay- they're paying to, to take this kid. I mean, it's a private school, so right. somebody that, yeah. that money's coming from somewhere, we all know. <laughs> so I, I'm sure the parents are kind of like, well, we pay for him to go to this school. He'll wear what he wants. But... There's rules, and there's yeah. there that's should why be you're rules. Paying for him to go there. <laughs> but but if, if this is a private school, maybe that there's reason. You know, there's there's reasons that they have these rules, and I'm sure there's a list of a lot of others, and I'd be interested in seeing what they are. But is there a uniform? I mean, right. is there a uniform that they that they're supposed to wear in the school? And if someone walks in with with a t-shirt, are they going to be allowed in? And I would say no, because it's right. the same thing, regardless of what it is. You're breaking a rule. Yeah. Even public schools. In my school, we uh, I remember it was a fad where you cut two slits in your eye. Oh, and it's back. You can't. I, I yeah. did it, and when we went to school, do it. they they were like, no, because that could symbolize that you're in a gang, that right. you are a part of something, because it was a group of people that were doing it. And so that's where the second kid, I almost wanted to fight, stand up for him, because I'm like, that's public school, but... I mean, if it is a certain type of design, I do know that in my school they did look to things like that. And, like, uh, I don't know if you remember, but another thing in my school was the LL Cool J, he would wear one pant leg up. Yeah. Yep. We would do that too, but that represents that you're a drug dealer. You're a drug dealer. We're doing yeah. it like suburban kids, like, ah! <laughs> right. You know, right. but, like, you can't walk up into school like that because you're presenting but, but yourself. At the end in a of the day, way. you would. They, they are there to learn, exactly. right? At the end of the day, it's not about this. It's right. not about the pant leg. And some of these things, I can see why the school has it. And, and maybe I'm coming very conservative from this. And, and this is one of the first issues I've ever been super conservative about. But there's reasons for this, right? Because and, it's, we live in a scary age. And it's distracting, right? And maybe, uh, you know, some kids fear and whatever. That's their own thing. But there's rules to be put in place. And yeah. there's rules in life, right? We can't yes. drive on the other side of the road. Yeah. We, we can't go fast, right? We have rules as adults, too. 
So yeah, and in well, office settings, you have rules absolutely that right. Adults and have and to we've follow. talked about this on the show before. Yes, there is controversy over, for example, black women having certain hairstyles and yeah. not being able to be permitted to work in military. corporate America because of and military. <laughs> yes, I have a problem with that. Right, but this is different. Right. I feel like this is a different situation. So the father, his father, Isaiah's father, Sean said that even if the school you know, somehow comes to terms with him being able to wear his dreadlocks longer that Isaiah would not be re-enrolled in the school. So, so. he's going to public school. So yeah, yeah. apparently <laughs> or another, well, and, but he'll be able to, another another Catholic and, school. and hopefully he'll be able to express yeah. himself yeah. with the express hair that himself, he wants, you yes. know? Yeah. Express yourself. Um, sorry, I don't know. I was waiting. I kind of I needed, I needed a Beyonce. I needed a Beyonce. I was like, that's my little segue into yeah. our next topic. We're right. going to talk about the females right now. Um, so we're having a new movie coming out. Um, Janelle Monet has her first real Hollywood acting role. Yes. And I'm so happy because I love her. She's like a little ball of energy. Yeah, and is. to see her perform live is just amazing. So I can't wait to see her in this. Um, and it's about NASA. It's also starring Taraji... P. Henson, Octavia Spencer, yeah. and Kevin Costner, because, you know, he loves him some black leading ladies. Like, seriously, he though. Like, he like he, us folk. He does like us folk. Um, and it's called Hidden Figures, and it's based on a, a book that's coming out in the fall. So it hasn't even come out yet, but it's based on a true story. Um, and it's the story of three African-American mathematicians who worked at NASA and helped with helped win the space race and they were involved in NASA's Friendship 7 mission that resulted in John Glenn being the first American to orbit the Earth in 1962. Hmm. That's a lot. It's major. It's a major movie and it's a story that I personally have never heard yep, before. No. I had no idea this was taking place. I think a lot of movies about black people in the civil rights era, which this movie will touch on that because they were referred to as the colored computers. And they had to deal with a lot, you know, it's the 60s, so first of all, they're women. Right. Second of all, they're black women in a workplace with, you know, a bunch of white men. So they had a lot to kind of overcome and achieve to get to where they ended up getting. But I'm excited to hear the story because yeah. it sounds amazing. It sounds and it's got a Oscar great cast. Like, like, it sounds yeah. Oscar, like storyline-wise, Oscar-worthy. Yeah, and it's a movie about the civil rights era that isn't... So Typical. focused on you know sitting on buses and getting right, like right. stuff thrown at us, and it's about some of the stories that we continue to keep see, which still need to be said, but yeah. we keep seeing the same stories. I Just feel like, like a re, lot of times, re with, with leading ladies. Yeah, yes. I love that. Too. And it's three black leading. What leaders, I love about so. this yeah. is that you know obviously Janelle is doesn't have the acting history of Octavia and Taraji, but she is such a a nerd for NASA. Yeah. Apparently, she says she wanted to be a tech work yeah. at the tech team because she wants to be a person that is. Eligible to go out of space. Well, her so, whole music, and her whole music, music is, is like obviously, yeah, just out of yeah, <laughs> out of space in a whole other different way. I, I mean, Janelle, I, I can't wait to see her acting chops on this. I love this because this year, I think the, this movie and Ghostbusters are really important for women, yeah. and this one especially for colored women, because it just puts girls in a seat now where they can, at a young age, see themselves doing something different than being a homemaker, or, you know, being a vet, or like certain things that. Well, women can't be this because, and so I love that they're touching this. I love that they're gonna sh they're gonna show that this was actually happening. Right. So they have a role model now. So yeah. I love that. I love it because I mean, as a little girl, people are like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Yeah. And astronaut never came to my mind because I never saw anyone like me as an astronaut or in my history books even. Like if this had been 
when I opened my science history book and saw this picture here, I'd be like, oh man, that's amazing. But all I saw was Neil Armstrong. It broadens and, your horizons. Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, that's clearly a white man's job, so it's not it's for beautiful. me. And this is a flip kind of what we were talking about. I love I love that it's more empowering. Yeah. This yes. is like an empowering kind of story, and I I hope that everybody that sort of watches it, and it's something that I'm interested in, it doesn't even, I mean, it's not it's not something I would even relate with, but... Because you're not a woman of color? Right. <laughs> okay, yeah. <just> Surprise! <laughs> in case you're just listening. Um, but I, I, I should have known like that when we booked you for the show. <laughs> yeah, I signed up, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, I, I like that, and I'm interested in seeing if Janelle Monae is going to do a lot of improv on this mm-hmm. uh, versus scripted, because we all know that she has a, a very uh, creative mind and mouth. Yeah, uh, and, and I like that because I think we'll get a taste of her in the character probably as well. And you know, I want to—I just want to acknowledge this too. We talk about a lot of the issues that happen in Hollywood and filmmaking and everything that uh, that are on the show that need to be said. But let's also celebrate this moment because young black girls and minority girls, even white girls, are able to look at this mm-hmm. look at this show as they're growing up or look at this movie and see a different perspective of an African-American or a woman of color, and that's going to set the tone of their future. So we also have to celebrate where celebration needs to be yes. made knowledge, you like, know, acknowledged. So. Not yeah. all black ladies were cleaning the houses in 1962. Exactly. Not that that's a bad Y'all thing. Y'all need like an applause we do. All the, I mean, all yeah. the audience, they're very quiet now. They're very quiet. They, they Our it, studio is very quiet. Camera, yeah. like, they sit there like, mm-hmm. we'll right. Our imaginary right. studio <laughs> audience is very quiet. There it is. The studio we audience is quiet tequila. today. We need to get them some tequila. Yeah. Shots for everybody. Got all it. the ghost people everybody. here. The hundred people. All right. Well, thank you, Tiana, for that fresh news that we got here. But before we move on to the uh, hot topics of the day, I want to remind everyone to go to DraftKings.com. We are doing a promo right now. If you are into UFC fighting, you can go... What'd you say? MMA. Excuse me. MMA. Yes. MMA fighting. You can use the code name BLACK and go to DraftKings.com and play your, you know... MMA, do all the Final stuff you need Fantasy to do. Team. Final Fantasy team. There's lots of prizes, up to two million dollars in prizes. Let me, let me tell you, that and would be a Final Fantasy for me. At an MMA match, with a, I can pick whoever I want. Not the two million dollars. Oh no, I just. I I'm just saying, if you win the two million dollars, please give us a cut of it. I mean, <laughs> right. just for announcing it. Just didn't want another night. We did technically <laughs> help you. Yeah, with this DM whole process. us and let us know that you got the money. Yeah. We won't tell everybody we'll like the, the percentages. Members, up. You know, That's it's all good. It. We'll keep it low. All right, yeah, but go to DraftKings.com. <laughs> use the code name Black. We're like the ghetto version of Shark Tank. We're gonna tell you what site to go on, and then you're gonna cut us. Right. Yes. Yes, we did. All right, we're gonna move on to the ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. They are awake in the booth. They are awake in the booth. That's right. There's the music you wanted, Josh. I love it. Well, we have been talking about a lot of things. We just talked about Kim Kardashian and body images and her nude body and selfies. Well, uh, we're going to kind of take a little twist on this because Kim got a lot of criticism, but something that is not getting as much criticism is Ebony Magazine's new cover, which is the March 2016 issue, which is uh, the Body Brigade issue, which celebrates plus-size women who are African-American. Dressed very classy. Dressed very classy. Yes. And it includes a variety of different women in the entertainment business, including Chrisette Michelle, who's a Grammy Award winner, R&B chart topper Jasmine Sullivan, uh, Orange is the New Black actress Danielle Brooks, and plus-size blogger and swimwear designer Gabby Fresh. Mm-hmm. So this is getting a lot of uh, talk in the, around the entertainment business because it's featuring these women, and they have talked about them all being full-size, and the article inside the magazine expresses their you know, acknowledgement of being a plus-size person in entertainment and some of the things that they have to deal with. Some people have said, is this glorifying obese women? And 
Some people are saying that this is, you know, body shaming. What do you guys think about everything that's going on with this cover? It's Kim Kardashian promoting women who have had surgery. Like, come on. Like, this is, we're putting four women on the cover in clothes. In clothes. clothes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Talented. Across the board. For not a sex tape. Thank you. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Vocally, it's just crazy to me that anyone could have anything negative to say about this. Like, they're not doing anything salacious. It's just a, a, a picture to celebrate women. It reminds yeah. me. Women. This, this reminds me of the Dove campaign that came out. Oh, you guys yeah. remember yeah. this? Yeah. Where Dove came out and they said, for everyone that doesn't know, it, they came out and did this whole kind of commercial, and I think they did print ads and they sort yeah. of did everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it was regular women, old women, yeah, old, young, big, small. I mean, this was every type, was and I commercial. loved this because. Yeah. Everybody could relate. There was black, white, Chinese. There was, I mean, there was every nationality in these, and it was, it was real. And, and even it, though it was yes. naked, they didn't sec. It wasn't sexualized. It was, but it, it was, was be- exactly. It was, but it oh. was beautiful. Yeah. Right. Okay. We have it up right now. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Well, yeah. and I love this because they said the same thing. There was people that came out and said the same thing about this, saying, "Are are 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 we accepting the fact that that we don't all have you know big asses and, and huge tits and small waistlines? This is this." These are real people. These are real yes. people. These are real people, and yeah. these are hardworking people. These are driven people. These are talented people, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so there's always that negative that bothers me so much because there's always going to be somebody that's like, "Oh, well, that that they should be on a treadmill." Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely bonkers. I look at this picture of them on the cover, and even the Dove picture, and I'm like, "These are beautiful women." This is what the majority of America looks like. Yeah. Like, I am one of them. I am technically plus size in this world. And watching, seeing the Ebony cover and seeing it being, not even that you're praising it. It's just accepting of it and being like, look, not everyone in the world is a size zero like Hollywood wants you to think. And here are ways that you can dress for your body, Mm -hmm. still feel sexy, beautiful, which you are no matter what you have on. I mean, I feel beautiful in my sweatpants with nacho cheese on them, you know, whatever. But (laughs) that's just me. Um, But, you know, it's just letting girls know that they can be confident and don't have to be ashamed of their bodies. Because one thing, and this might be a little bit of male bashing, but I'm going to say it anyway. When I used to go to the pool as a kid, and I was ashamed of my body in like a bikini and I'd have my arms over my stomach or wrap my towel around me. But then there was guys out there who some of them had bigger titties than me. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna like lie about it, but they were big. And they can walk around with no shirt on, get in the pool, like sure, sure it's they a ha- double standard. Yeah, it's a double yeah. standard. Yeah. Like they have, and they have their issues too, some of them, but some of them are just like, I don't even care. Even right. today, I see a guy jogging on the street and he's got like a beer belly and he's out for a jog, and I'm like, I can't do that in like my sports bra or else someone's gonna be like oh my god what is that like someone called the cops on her so to see this and to know that these girls are saying like no you're beautiful no matter what your size you can dress however you want and still be beautiful we can put on lingerie and still feel sexy that is saying a lot and i applaud ebony ebony for that it's a picture that Anyone can look at, mm-hmm. not feel offended. Right. They can look at the picture, not feel bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. They can say, oh, okay, this is beautiful. Well, I am. And beautiful. also, don't you want your kids looking up to this picture? Not the picture of Kim Kardashian. I would feel 110% okay with my kids looking at this picture and saying, I want to be like them. Role models. Yes. I want to be like Jasmine Sullivan. I, you know, I want to I design bathing suits. Like, right. this is. Sure. 
This is a pic. This is empowerment. This yes. is what we're talking about. You don't like one in an app. Mm, not <laughs> right. Well, no. you know, another campaign I did really well with this was Lane Bryant. They did the oh, I'm yeah, No Angel yeah. campaign, mm-hmm. which is kind of like the, the not anti Victoria's Secret. That's what they were. Commercial, he- it was headed. They kind of was headed that way. No, so. that's the Victoria's Secret kind of you know start using bigger models in their swimsuit. They did, but I mean, stuff, it, but, like, but it's a very sexy campaign, and Lane Bryant did it. It did, and they you know there was a lot of talk about that when it first came out, and you know it's doing well. So you know we got to represent everybody. I mean, all together. I kind of, when I look at the pictures, I kind of want them to start, like, bust out in a dance leg video. I feel like they're the power girl group, you the know, like the new Destiny's right, Child or ladies. something. Yeah. Come on, let's get information. So, okay, so I'm going to play devil's advocate really quickly with this because on as positive as this is, there is the other side of the spectrum where people are saying, as I kind of mentioned before, that this is promoting obesity. Who's fat? Because 80%, Who's just, just statistically, 80% of black women are considered obese, 70% of black men are overweight or obese, 80 million obese adults were recently revealed in in data, so it's causing a lot of, obviously, diseases such as heart disease or diabetes that runs rampant in the African-American community, so does this make everything okay. Like, I know skinny fu- bitches with diabetes. Right. And it's because they eat That's horribly. And you, know skinny, and you know skinny bitches with bulimia and anorexic. So Definitely if we're going to look at, if we're going to look, if we're going to do the whole thing, let's look at fashion. We can dissect that and talk That's about true. models at fashion. Anorexic, so let's yep. play both Anorexia. sides here yeah, of the right. spectrum because and, but it's the that, same who's thing. Over, honestly, like really look at that picture. I met Chrisette Michelle. Check out Black Hollywood Lives the Beat. Awesome we had Chrisette Michelle in studio. Wouldn't call her overweight in any way, shape, or form. She was a beautiful woman. She was this is normal. This is healthy. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. And could everyone, you know, it's healthy. Not it's everyone not, is destined to be a size yeah, two or it's whatever. Not in our you know, DNA. everybody I, has different sizes. Yeah, I have starved myself before trying to drop down into like a size two. It's not going to happen for me. This is my body, and you can be bigger size and healthy. It doesn't mean that they're out eating McDonald's cheeseburgers right, right. five meals a day because they are that size. They could be eating salads just like you and, you know, whatever it's processing and dieting or whatever, but they can be healthy beings. You can Absolutely. You can be plus size and still be vegan or vegetarian. And, and one other thing, because uh, I always hear this, uh, if you check out one of our hosts, Queen, she always talks about how the media and people always portray bigger women as they can't dress. And there's a certain way as a really? bigger girl, and a lot of clothing stores don't make clothing for bigger women. So I love that they put the girls in these like sexy, sexy yeah, costume like yeah. outfits because you know I think that we're moving into a generation that's saying no, you know what? I want to make clothes for the everyday women, woman, right. and that a woman that looks like this who is not obese, I think that they can look at this and say, you know what? I can be sexy too. Wearing, you know what I mean? Like it shows that they're, you know, they're covered on the top, but they show the leg, and yeah. it's kind of a little bit of mystery there. I love it. I, I just and you know who has like the majority of plus size designers is in European cities. Yeah. So if you are plus size to get the best deals and really? stuff, you have to shop online first. Because H and M, you don't bring that to America. Yeah. No, <laughs> and you can only buy it online. Like H and M has a plus size. Express has plus size, but it's mostly all online. It's not in the store. So then you have girls who have to order it and try then try it, it on and, and then it doesn't fit. And you get frustrated as a plus size person doing that. There's a couple stores mm. in LA like Torrid and City Chic that I live and breathe at. Like anytime I need to go somewhere, I go there because I know that they're going to have my size and that it's going to fit me in the right way because when if you're getting stuff from a designer that's designing for a size 2 
and you blow that up to a 22 or whatever, it's not going to fit you the same way that it's fitted for someone who does not have a chest, who does not have an ass. So you have to go to plus-size designers who are actually thinking of you and your body when you're doing it. And you should tweet Tiana or Tiana, Tiana (laughs) that's my cousin, Tiana Hobson, because she's got all the information on where to go. I mean, seriously. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm living and breathing it right now. There is a new show coming out about a plus-size designer that I'm working on, and I can't say much more than that on air, but it'll be on in April. So. Also, there's a if you guys want to check out a website and Instagram, check out Bougie Babes, and it'll support some people over here at yeah. Hollywood Live who are great in that. Well, I applaud Ebony for their cover, and it's doing really well, and it's a very sexy cover, so pick it up and support Ebony. All right, moving on to our last story of the day. Um, there are a lot of controversial subjects today. <laughs> a lot. Gosh. All Bring right. it on. This one has been uh, talked about now for over a year. It's uh, the new Nina Simone biopic, which is starring Zoe Saldana. Uh, First off, originally, she was getting a lot of slack for being cast in the role because of the fact that they have to darken her skin. They had had nose prosthetics that they're using. Some people are calling this another attempt at whitewashing in Hollywood. And um, there are some celebrities who don't feel that way. Who's the director to this? Are there any big names other than her attached to this? Uh, I will ha- I'm not sure yet. I'll have to find that out if, it, if it's... You can look that up while we're giving this story. But um, a couple of the celebrities have come to her defense, including Paula Patton and Queen Latifah, who both said that they are loving that she's actually cast for the role. This is what Latifah said. I think Zoe is great, and I think she's a great actress, so I'm looking forward to it. She's, an Af- she's of African-American descent. I don't see why she wouldn't play the role. I just want to see it. That's what Queen said. Um, And also, the daughter of Nina Simone, who is, her name is Lisa Simone Kelly, she recently did an article with the New York Times, and she had something to say about, excuse me, about with Time Magazine, and she had something to say about this as well, because she is pro-Zoe doing the role. She said, it's unfortunate that Zoe is being attacked so viciously when she is someone who is part of a larger picture. It's clear she brought her best to this project, but unfortunately she has been attacked when she's not responsible for any of the things that have gone on with the movie and the lies. So the daughter is saying that she doesn't have a problem with Zoe playing the character. She has a problem with the actual story. She said there's a bunch of lies and non-truths in the story that are being Yeah, she said that they're trying to make Nina's assistant out to be someone who she might have had some sort of love relationship with and he was actually gay in real life so that like never happened Cynthia Mort sorry Cynthia Mort is the director for the film Mandy hmm oh sorry Cynthia Mort yeah Cynthia Mort so So Cynthia Mort I mean I don't know you guys do you look at it like I always wonder like do 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 the studios put this kind of thing out there almost because there's no name attached to this so they lose either way so say they get a nobody that's playing Nina Simone. Who's going to go watch that? You'll get the Nina Simone fans to go watch it, but I mean, are you going to get people into the box office? So then you get, you know, what maybe the biggest <coughs> name that they could attach to it at the time was Zoe Saldana. That's how I look at it if we're going to play devil's advocate of, well, let's just give the movie a chance. And, or, and, and the fact that I've been in Hollywood and I see how some of these, my friends, they write <coughs> scripts and how they try to attach names to it and how many fall out and don't happen and they really will kind of just take the biggest name that will come to them. So I wonder if that was a case with this situation. The real the real problem, even to break it down further, right, was the fact that the, 
a lot of celebrities and people have come out saying that this should have been a darker black woman sure. and that they didn't have yeah. to do prosthetics and things right. like that. Have we talked about acting ability or relatability from an acting perspective or... You know, these actors also have directors where they're close with and studios that they're cool with. And maybe she was just the best person to fit the part. But that's what blows my... Like, I, I'm going to give it a chance. You know what I mean? I, like, I thought about this last night. I was like, like, did Zoe Saldana really go in there and murder that role? Like, maybe. I'm not maybe saying she that she did. did. Maybe she did. But I'm not, I am not going to lie to you and say that when she first was cast, as, as much as I love Zoe, I, I did not think... I didn't think she was the best person who probably could have played this role in the sense of all the other African-American actresses who are out there, um, who they've named, who are just as good and maybe even have more of a physicality of Nina Simone than Zoe does. If you have to go and do all the prosthetics and darken her skin and do all that type of stuff. Yeah, but you could play both sides on this. If we do Devil's Advocate, right, and we play Rocky into this, right, I wouldn't say, and I'm playing Devil's Advocate here, I thought it was a fantastic flick, Uh, Michael B. Jordan as the contemporary Rocky, right? How many people came and was like, mm? Yeah, no. You, was that? I mean, no, like, you're right. I, and, and, and I'm sure there were a lot of people, but I, it's kind of, we're combating the same thing we, here. We are, but the problem is that people are a lot more sensitive right now because of the fact, obviously, we just had an Oscar right. so white and, and not diverse. Right. We, we're lacking diversity in a lot of ways with yes. these roles. So I think that right now people are just overly sensitive. I mean, because yeah. like some of the things that people were saying is that right. Uzo Aduba should have played or, or Lapita should have, uh, Lapita Nyong'o should have played. Audra McDonald. Did Even they try Viola, it down? Viola Davis's name was thrown out there. All um, these so, people are working though. Like, right, right. And, and, and I don't Uzo know their schedules. Uzo was doing The Wiz yeah. at the time. Lapita's doing yeah. Star Wars. She's still I mean, on Orange is the New But this casting goes back to over a year ago. Ago. Longer so, than but, that. Like, even yeah. longer Think than about that. Ago. That's when all those people were doing all right. those things. Yeah, so, yeah, I, mean, I don't know their availabilities. I'm just saying that I did have a problem initially. Honestly, I can I, be honest about that, about her being cast in that yeah, role. Yeah, and yeah. I'm with you, Daryl, because I have a girl crush on Zoe Saldana. Like, if she ever was like, hey, Tiana, let's go somewhere, I'd be like, yes, girl, where? Like, just when, not like, Nina Simone. Yeah. Just not Nina <laughs> Simone, right. When I heard that she was playing Nina Simone, because I am such a huge fan of Nina Simone, I was like, wait, huh? Like... Is that the right casting choice? And it goes back to even, like, when you look at Pan from last year and you had um, What's-Her-Face cast as Tiger Lily and everyone was like, you know, you have a white girl playing Tiger Lily, which is, you know, a Native American role, and, like, that's who should be playing it. Even um, the new Moses movie where they had all the white people playing, like, the Egyptians. I mean, like, look at all the Greek movies. You think any of those mofos are Greek? No, they're not. I mean, mean, I'm going to take it here. Even the gym movie that bombed. The Jim movie, the black girl, Jim and the the holograms, the black girl who got cast in the movie, there was controversy because she was a lighter-skinned girl cast, but if you look at the cartoon, it is a chocolate, darker-skinned character. So it's that's what people are just kind of sick of that. It's that light versus versus black. Yeah, and and you know, it is an issue. I mean, hopefully things are changing. I'm not saying that Zoe was not qualified for this role. I think she's an excellent actress, and I'm sure she'll, hopefully she'll slay it. I, I, I hope that she does slay it because there's so much bad press about this movie that it would really other, it's you you're know, gonna go see it but everybody's gonna everyone's go see gonna it. go Everybody. see it but Jesse made a good point that that these people that you, you Uzo Lupita and Viola these people are working they're like, working you, we sure. don't know the background if did any of yeah. these people also come out and say I actually went to the audition and, and yeah, they and told me that I wasn't yeah. available. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, I don't, you know, we didn't hear a lot of that. I don't think they'll ever hear that. Right. Like, I don't think they're going to talk about it. Or they're not going to say, yeah, turn it down. Right. Yeah. I mean, to me, I don't, you know, Zoe, you know, I don't want to 
rip into her because she's picking up a job where she can pick up a you know I what I mean in that sense of it no, so I'm where I want to pay it is look maybe this is going to be a great movie and if it isn't a great movie then you know what it's just almost like we'll just put it in the bin at Walmart with Flex as Michael Jackson you know remember that movie where Flex played Michael <laughs> wow, Jackson you, you really yeah, took you it really back went. in there so if it's bad that, it yeah. can go in that bin and that's acceptable it, it lived we had it for a while and then there'll be another Nina Simone documentary but will there because that's the thing that people are saying as people of color, you usually get one shot to get it right. They don't give you the Spider-Man reboot every two years that Sony does. Like, right. for black people, the Nina Simone thing, this has already taken forever to get into production, to get into theaters, to get cast and everything. Oh, yeah, so, just think about the But Jim, do you think it's because of all the controversy, though? Is it because of all the controversy? But no, because even before that, just getting the script greenlit was a problem because who are you going to get a leading black woman mm-hmm. and especially dark skin? My major issue is that the makeup doesn't look good. Yeah. It doesn't. And... Yeah. If you're gonna do it, do it, right. do it right. And if you're not, then I don't. Th- I think it's gonna be more distracting seeing her with a darker complexion. And I would have preferred them to not do anything to her and let her play Nina Simone, looking like Zoe it's Saldana. It's a lot yes. of extra. And, and I would have respected that more than the prosthetic nose, the darker skin that it looks like all sorts of shades of black. When are they saying it's gonna be in theaters? Do we know? Because um, that would be interesting. Well, if apparently there's to a go trailer. The oh, yeah, oh really? trailer. They try, yeah. they're trying to hit the Oscar type thing too. Is that a is that a thing? Or I mean, I, I just got to ask that card because Oscars. If you want next Oscars to go well, do not nominate that movie. Okay. Yeah, I would be interested in seeing when it's in theaters. Yeah, if they're trying to hit that, like if that gets movie of the year, like the whitewash. It can't happen. No, it wouldn't. I mean, it wouldn't. But the Oscar ceremony would explode if that happened. I would be interested. Wait, honestly, is there? Can we pull up the trailer? Because if there's a clip of her acting, I really need to see it. Oh, David, isn't this? You love him, Um, because. That's really what it's all going to come down to, because you all never know. Zoe Saldana, this might be her rape. It, it could this be, could be her rape. It could. It could. <laughs> and I, that's what I'm saying, but it, but it has to be. It, it, no, it, right. it honestly okay. has to be. So would you something like this, if it flops, kind of uh, ruin her? Um, would you say? No, it won't. I don't think it'll we, got a, we got a yeah. little trailer here we're going to play. You take care of all my affairs. Plane leaves at 9 a.m. Ask your mama. Will you get some champagne and bring it upstairs? Brought you some food and your medication. I didn't ask for any of that. Okay. She's a complicated lady. Tell him to give me my money! Drinks, smokes, she's out of shape. Want to go to the gym? <laughs> no. What happened, Nina? Why are you playing in front of a hundred people and not twenty thousand? I'm tired. No one wants to see her play the way she is now. I won't make it. Yes, you will. I need you to help me make this happen. 
I'll try. I don't want to hear about Nina's comebacks. She needs this. I want to feel free. You're astonishing. This song kept us marching. Made me believe that we had a chance. What is freedom to you? I'll tell you what freedom means to me. No fear. If I can have that for half of my life, no fear. That's the only way that I can describe it. All right, so that is the trailer. I mean, the trailer looks good, good but yeah. it's just, I don't know what it is. I still only see Zoe with makeup on. Even no, yeah. looking at it. Looking it's like, at but it. But it's just, but, okay, so I'm on IMDb right now, and it says that Mary J. Blige was cast first, but dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. So there is a little bit of that going on. Which she was doing the whiz. And also, Cynthia Mort, the director, this is her directorial debut, and she's already filed a lawsuit against the production company for breach of contract because she was supposed to have final say in, like, casting, advertising, all this stuff, and she says they were undercutting her at every every moment, and the final film doesn't reflect her vision of Nina Simone's life, wow. and she therefore doesn't like the final on-screen result. Mm, so this is like April 22nd. This is not just controversy in the media. Yeah, this, is this is internal. I love it. I love, <laughs> I love it. a good internal I, bite. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to hear the media. I like this. I, yeah, it's I, I mean, listen, I'm going to go see it. Um, just I hope that it's a great right movie. Now. It comes out April 22nd that we were just told. So, you know, uh, that was a good know. trailer. Though. It was that a good trailer. trailer. We'll and see what happens. I was engaged. You know, I, and you asked a question right before the trailer came on, Tiana, about I think it was Tiana or Jesse about who would this hurt her career if it bombs? I don't yeah. think so. She got Avatar three, four, yeah, five, she's six, good. seven, eight. Zoe's good. She, no, she'll be she's good. Pirates of the Caribbean, she's good. Avatar. Let's like, just say one Guardians. thing though. Positive thing that this movie will do is it will put the sound of Nina Simone yes. back in out there. Yeah, millions of people's yep. ears. That's true. So if anything, we can pull positive from it is that. Because yeah. as soon as they started with that song, I was like, oh. Yeah. We all, and all of us actually, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they didn't see, but all of us were like, yeah. We were. We were mesmerized <laughs> by it. There, we were. We all of us. I left your mics on and nobody said anything. <laughs> I know. I, I was there wondering was no, if they were on we because were, I, we were both, all we of were us mesmerized. Mesmerized. I looked over here and then I saw you guys tap each other and I was like, oh, they, they stopped watching for a second. <laughs> yeah. But both of you, oh. Yeah, we were mesmerized <laughs> yeah. by it. All right, well, that concludes the show today. Let us know if you'll be seeing Nina Simone, the biopic, uh, in theaters April 22nd. Tweet us, Instagram us, throw us some pictures. Of, just vote. Just vote. Just vote. Go to our BlackHollywoodLive.com page and let us know. Um, we'd like to hear, actually, if you are interested in seeing the film. Tiance, where can fans find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. Jesse? Everywhere at DJ Jesse J and JesseJ.com. And Josh? Uh, at Joshy McBee, J-O-S-H-Y-M-C-B. And you can find me at Daryl Kristen on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as the Walking Dead podcast on Sunday nights for AfterBuzz TV. And we will see you next week. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood, redefine. redefine.
The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.